What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Melodic, and you're listening to STP Radio. Nothing you hear on this show is financial advice. What's up, everybody? I'm Chris, a.k.a. Melodic, and you're listening to STB Radio. I run this space daily. We discuss content creation, personal branding, and technology. Please leave a comment in the chat bubble. Retweet the space so we can find more friends. Let's get into it, everyone. Yo, what up, King James? I see you in the audience. I appreciate you. As you can tell by the title, STB Radio, Building During the Bear, I don't have a specific topic. Today is really a trial and error in some sense. I'm trying to figure out a few of these technicalities in terms of my setup, trying to get this going. I do want to start promoting STB Radio Twitter a little bit more, so having that host, but there's some technical issues I'm running into with it all, so I'm, I'm trying to work those kinks out, but... What's up, James? How are you? Good morning, Chris. I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing really good, man. Like, I, I'm feeling good. Do you have a roadcaster, or are you just on your phone? I'm just on my phone right now. Um, I have a, I have a whole audio desktop set up. Well, it sounds really but, good. Uh, okay, that's funny because I'm I'm literally on speakerphone right now. Um, <laughs> oh. I guess that works. I won't even go with the headphones then. Yeah, no, it, it sounds it sounds pretty good. We got Code in here. Love to see him show up. But James, what what's going on, man? Like, how you been? Like, what are you working on these days? Like, how are, how's everything going? Really good, busy. Um, what I'll uh, I'll share with you is um, after you and I chatted a couple of weeks ago, I I really did take a look uh, hard at myself and my personal branding and everything. And um, I'll just share with you, it's been a little bit difficult because uh so i've been working on a project uh for the last 12 months um as like a you know building out an nft project we've done zero marketing we've we've really been trying to keep things behind the scenes and so it was funny when you started challenging me about uh you know coming out and and building your personal brand i'm like well that's something i i kind of want to hold off on right now because we're trying to get this project like you know, truly off the ground. Um, and so, but it was like, it's like this back and forth that you've now like perplexed me with uh, over the last few weeks and I don't know what to do with it necessarily. So you're having an existential crisis. You love to hear it. I've been there myself. So, I mean, it, it is a valid point and I am just kidding by the way, but so I guess you got to break it down in a sense, like both can work. Like there's one, one way is you launch the thing, the project, we've seen that work if it, the project takes off and then you can kind of build your own thing based on that because it's got like a shortcut in a sense. I think that is um, a lot more difficult and less likely to work unless you have like exceptional marketing abilities and team behind you. But it's definitely possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that we've built out a team of 25. Um, and... Uh, and so we we actually have like this entire we've been you know trying to figure out how we want to really have fun uh, with everything and so it's like one of those things that we kind of now have our our game strategy around it of what we want to do but then there's like the personal brand side of things and um, and I realize that anything I do at this point of time really does nothing for me on a personal level 
Uh, and so what we've been doing is just having like kind of one-on-one conversations with folks, um, getting feedback, project feedback, all that good stuff. Well, then it sounds like you're in a good position to just do both separately. Like you just build your own thing, talk about what you like on your account, and then the project can just be the project. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely does. But I mean, it it, it definitely puts uh, a lot more pressure on you to create the content. But the reality is, like, if you're not really enjoying it, like, I, I there might not be a reason to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like. I will tell you though, I've learned to love this, um, is the thing, Chris, like, you know, watching you up here on stage every day, uh, watching the videos that you put out as well as, um, you know, the content that flourish and Ivy and, and Patrick have been doing, uh, you know, so I, it's funny because it actually got me off of my butt because previously I felt like, Oh, I, I should let other people kind of take the reins on this and, and do the social media side of things. And like, I watched you guys having fun with it. You got me up on stage. That was actually my first Twitter space. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I enjoy this. This is fun. And now I'm out there like every day talking with people, um, jumping into screen shares. I was on a Pomodoro session in the 1% club this morning uh, on screen. I'm like, you know, stuff I wouldn't have been doing two months ago. Yeah, no, that's amazing. That's super good. Uh, I love hearing that. And I think that's sounds like you're kind of just on your journey which is great and like maybe overthinking it might be the the worst part about it all and just experiencing it and living it is kind of the the best thing you can do in my opinion at this point but it sounds like you're kind of just doing it everything correctly actually maybe it's time to give yourself some credit because it sounds like you've made leaps and bounds of progress and it wouldn't frankly it wouldn't have started uh you know had you not been doing these Twitter spaces and, and I hopped in what back in uh, January and all of a sudden was like, well, this is, this isn't so scary. This is fun. <clears throat> yeah. That's the goal. And, you know, building brick by brick, that's what it's all about. Just one interaction at a time. And it's really nice being able to offer a smaller room that people feel comfortable to come up and speaking with. Like the fact that like, there's been a lot of people where like this space was the first time speaking, which is really amazing. Like, I really, really like that. I hope that continues. And I think it's just a, an overall good thing. You know, running a space every single day is definitely not for everyone. And, um, as you can see, like, like sometimes I set the space up and like nobody joins and like at first that really fucks with you. Like it does. You're like, it like, but it's not a reflection of you. And like, it's easy to say that, but even, harder to actually wrap your head around it because the reality is if your space was in front of a thousand people probably a lot of them would join it but when you start up a space like it's not getting in front of people which is why they're not joining and if you kind of think of it in that context it's a little bit easier to um, wrap your head around and like uh, some of the joints are space a lot is the mustache tm he started a space and anytime he starts a space i will join it for sure and like he was there for 10 minutes, no one joined and he ended it. And then he sent it in our group chat, like, oh, no one joined my space. And I was like, I would have joined that 100% had I known at all it was going on. So there's always that too. I don't, it's not really relevant to anything, but it's just uh, something that I had in mind. It's like, I think we t- discussed this before. We did actually like about context. Like we just don't have context on a lot of situations and uh, things normally aren't as scary as we think, but I'm really happy that 
you know, the space was able to offer you some value in a sense to get to build you some confidence. I see Emily down there. She's been a good supporter. And um, she's on her journey. We're supporting each other, which is really great to see. And Code's over there. He's hustling. He's always got the Meg insight. You love to see that too. But James, was there anything else you wanted to bring up? No, I'm going to have to have to run. We are, uh, I'm having to work on merchandising strategy this morning, unfortunately. And uh, oh, that sounds fun. That's voiceover cool. animation work. So that, that is a new, these are all new things to me. So I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Sounds like it's kind of, you're building a good product there. So I'm excited to see more of it um, reveal. Absolutely, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you later, my friend. Okay, bye. But then there was one. It's just me. So feel free, Code Emily, if you want to come chat. Um, more than happy to. Otherwise, I can just pretend I'm recording my podcast and we can dive into some of the stuff that I'm working on, which is... You can head now to stbradio.com. It's the first edition of the po- of the podcast. Built, well, we'll call it the Brick by Brick podcast website. Um, you'll find my blog, contact info, a little bit of information about the newsletter, the radio show, find the socials. Just building the place to kind of build a hub for, for my content. So head to stbradio.com if you haven't yet. Check it out. Let me know what you think. But what's going on, Emily? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. All right, cool. Because sometimes when I have, like, headphones on, I'm not always sure that it carries well. So, yeah. So what's the topic for today? What are we talking about? Like, first of all, I'm, I am happy to be chatting with you. You are a disciplined and killing it and grinding and it can relate i like that you shared that like sometimes when you open those spaces and there's nobody joining like that could be really disheartening and uh it takes a lot of courage actually to kind of like brace yourself in and keep doing those reps to actually build something to get to uh to the other side of it right and 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 be able to look back when you have like attain that mountaintop and, and, and just savor all the hard work you put in. So it's a beautiful thing to see. So what did you have in mind for today? What did you want to discuss? I just uh, uh, dropped in from, um, I'm dropping in, sorry, from um, Joe's space or actually the space that we was in. I don't know the other guy, Riggs. I don't know if you know him well uh, and what they were discussing. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly uh, it was it was it was a, a lot to take in, but um, it's good. It's good that you 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 learn about those things and what's actually going on. And I guess the more you hear it, the more uh, I don't know. It's not as scary. Like you 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 say, okay, it becomes familiar. So at least you know what to to look for and how to prepare yourself and. How to um, yeah prepare yourself against those things. So uh, yeah, what did you have in mind for today? What did you want to discuss? Well, a <clears throat> I know Riggs well. Everyone in that space, like the DGen Network, friends with all those guys, and Riggs is a really good guy. He was he was actually uh, co-hosting with me for a little bit, and obviously Joe is someone I, I really look up to, and all the and, and J Web like so definitely a good space. 
and they were discussing Ryan Carson Grifton, which I actually don't know anything about. Like, I just typically avoid those type of rooms in general. Anytime someone's trying to incentivize their thing by giving away essentially free money, I assume they're a grift because that's not how anyone who actually wants to build a long, sustainable business builds their thing. So, like, okay. it, go ahead. Help me out here. What What is grifting? So grifting is when someone just comes into a space for the money. They come in, they do their thing, and then they, they dip. Or they do like a slow rug, which is like they pretend to try, and then it just slowly fizzles away, and it's like, oh, I did my best. So Ooh. grifting can happen in, in any kind of uh, industry. But the definition, let me look it up. The definition is to engage in petty or small-scale swindling. So they're, they're calling him a swindler, which I... Which yeah. Yeah. But like the thing is sometimes people get labeled incorrectly, so it's to be seen. Like my brother has no context on say Gary Vee and he thinks Gary Vee's the biggest grifter in the world and I would strongly disagree with that. So, you know, always open minded to both sides of the of the of the coin. And I would actually I'm hoping at some point I just put this in the title, that somebody that has more context or information on the situation would join the space because I'm not really familiar with what's going on and I kind of just assumed that from the get-go so I'm also a little bit surprised that people are um, shocked by this because like if you just think about like a f- the fundamentals of building anything that you want to be long term like you usually don't start it with like come join my thing and I'll give you free money it's usually like here's what I'm doing and I want to find people who enjoy this so it's a long last in, in, Den- in Denver and like um I, there's a lot of projects that do that and they don't last very long and you know so did you like mm-hmm. what did no, you take away from the space when you were listening okay so uh first of all i did not really see i i, I started uh, on my notification that joe was speaking and ever since you mentioned him that it was somebody that he looked up to i looked him up followed him uh, i got to be uh in a space uh last evening where his wife was highlighted lena lena dnc it was a, an amazing space so i kind of like joe like he tells it like it is, like it is he knows a lot of stuff so i was like okay let me just uh jump in the room and so i didn't see the title that it was talking about this guy ryan carson where i had i, I think i came across him because of the nifty so i kind of sat in his room once or twice but i wasn't it's okay i don't know i i i like other rooms better i don't want to have my opinion on the guy so anyway to get to the point i think that it was done well i like that they uh the panel like joe riggs and all those guys stayed on the situation and uh what happened and they tried to stay to the fact and what they didn't like like they didn't say oh like they didn't shy away to say, okay, we don't like this guy. We don't think he's a good guy. But they weren't really bashing him. So I was willing to listen in and see what it was about. And for me, again, because I'm on uh, this journey, like I'm beginning, like, okay, so I want to know that this is possible because I am by nature very trusting right or i'm very i'm i'm just like going and i don't really always think about well not all spaces could be great spaces so you have to be a little 
discerning on as to what's going on. So I like that aspect. So I like that it was mostly informative. So I didn't mind it that much, but I too would kind of shy away. And I like what you said that you you kind of have to take a beat. That's circle thinking. Like, okay, this is going on, but we don't know the full story. So you have to do your own digging per se. So, but it's, so the fact though, that they are doing this space at the same time that I think Ryan is having, I think it's, it takes a lot of guts. It was really like ballsy to say the, the least. Can I say that? I mean, anyways, whatever it said. Oh yeah. Um, say whatever you like. <laughs> you curse all the time. Shit. Ass. Fuck. <laughs> of it like and i don't know like i i would be curious as to i don't know you say if you i don't know if this is your name i don't want to talk about it i'm curious as to how people would take it if maybe ryan will not care not give a damn and still make his money um but i appreciate that they did to me at least they spoke out against somebody that's big and that takes a lot of guts so i i'm gonna and they try to to do it in a articulate way and that I like so I I, I, I would go back to Rick's space and, and see what he's about yeah yeah I do see you're right that he is actually hosting a space now Carson probably explaining what's going on I haven't got the TLDR like I actually don't know what exactly all this um, craziness is about like exactly I see he announced his invest in who invested in the thing um let me look at this right quick this is exactly what the hell i'm talking about so he wrote this message i woke up to a lot of messages about our announcement of flux and our investors i like to lay it all out and then i'll do a twitter space tomorrow and everyone is welcome to join and ask any questions our current investors have committed 10 to 160k each we're raising the round under rule 506c which means i'm allowed to publicly raise funds as long as we allow accredited investors okay so he, i mean yeah i mean so that's another funny thing web3 like to me my favorite part about nfts thus far has been the ability to get in early and not having to be an accredited investor with millions of dollars to get the best opportunities and then in the very first line of his paragraph, it's kind of like, yeah, no, I'm just out here making rich people more rich. So, like, he's building this thing. I mean, fair, it's a business. I understand that. But I could see how someone could take that in not a great way. But I'm sure that's not exactly what people are upset about. Um, but I would yeah. be curious to know. Let me ask you, and I want to integrate the marketing side of it. And I don't, and I don't actually understand what what people like. It, it seems to be that he he kind of handles the thing as in he like I don't actually fully know what a swimmer is. Like it's somebody that scams people. I guess that's my definition of it. But from a, a, a marketing side, or from like just what I'm seeing in the Twitter space, it works to like giveaways work right it's a, it's a great way to pull in people it, it works like what i'm doing now at work i i uh monitor account on on uh, social media and i uh, the account that i'm assigned to monitor 
is uh, one of the big banks um, in Canada called Scotiabank. And, well, you know Scotiabank, uh, it's from Halifax. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, the point is, is that their TikTok and their account gets the most engagement when uh, it's about a contest and a giveaway about hockey or about books, right? And recently, I kind of noticed that they they were getting like a lot of heat from something else that's going on in Canada, maybe anyway some other controversy. So they will toss in like a contest and a giveaway just to tip the engagement to be more so positive. So it's a tactic. It's it and it works. So is it wrong? Is is it what people are complaining about? With no. So there's a little bit of a difference. So that is a great yeah. point. Like that is like yeah. that's a bridge in like Web two, Web three, whatever you want to call it, the real world to the NFT world. That's a great point. So when Scotia Bank or any like organization does a giveaway, like they do the giveaway, you know they're going to honor it first of all. And B, when the giveaway is done, that company is still going to be here in 10 years. The difference is this Ryan Carson thing, they'll do the giveaways in these poll apps and you're essentially incentivizing people to listen to your show that otherwise wouldn't, right? And then you're, you're collecting all this data to make your show look like it's very popular. You're then presenting that data to uh, businesses and people who maybe don't have a lot of knowledge on the situation as if you're this genius and people love you, but they're only there because they might make some free money. So the way his show works is like, you attend, you get the poll app, you collect X number of poll apps, you have an opportunity to mint his project. You mint the project, if it does well, you sell it, you make money, you leave and you forget about him and you never think about him again. So 90% of that audience is literally only there to collect these poll apps to maybe get paid. But he's presenting his business to potential partners and investors as like, look at my audience, look how much everyone loves him. But the reality is like, no one fucking likes you or cares about you, like really is the thing. And it's just built on a um, house of cards. And this isn't just him. It's like most projects do this. But the thing is like Scotiabank's still gonna be here in 10 years. This project that Ryan Carson's gonna drop will not be here in 10 years. Like it probably won't even be here in two years. It, I'd be surprised if it's still around in six months. Like that's just the reality. Like it will be there on the blockchain, but like, will it be worth anything? I mean, probably not. That's just the reality. He'll have to pull a real hat out of his ass to uh, make it have any kind of real value. And seeing this post, I see what people are are upset about. So he he released a deck which apparently is no longer available to be viewed, and he put big names on it who actually haven't even signed or handed over money. So he put on there uh, that G Money, he's a big guy in the space, uh, Meme Land, Gary V, Jimmy Eth, like these very well-known figures in the space, have invested and have signed when in fact they haven't. Which again, just um, it just it just makes you a FOMO. Like like people need to do their own research. That's fair, but like uh, people like this should be doing or at least acting in a more transparent way. Someone else said, this is the same account that was on the Moonbird team, Moonbird's team, left, tried tra to trade Moonbird traits with insider knowledge before other people knew, and then raised funds, and now you deleted all records of. I think it is, but I can't tell all of that has been deleted. Yep, you are, yeah. And they just agreed to fund him again. So there's just like, you know, that seems, it's just like a lot of, 
silly things going on. Yeah. Okay. I see your point. I guess I was wondering, like, how are people uh, at a disadvantage or kind of hurt by this? Like, is he actually stealing money or is it because it's, but I see your point. If you're just kind of manipulating things just to essentially like blow yourself up and get more money, but you're not really like, you don't really care about the quality that you're, I don't know. That's what I'm getting from you. It seems that this guy is just out here for a bag, just out here for money. There's no really like quality and there's some manipulation into it. And um, that's what people are uh, denouncing, I guess. So yeah, I see you. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I would say that's pretty much true. And like, obviously the thing is I'm viewing this from a distance. So I'm probably the last person who should be actually like really trying to give information on it. But from my perspective, it's like a, the way he's building it, is clearly not a smart way to build a long-term business anyway. And B, the, the reality is too, like, this is just science. And like, I'm, you know, it is what it is. For someone to want to garner that much attention and always be in front of people, like there's some level of like neurotics, like some level of mentality that isn't quite right. That needs to be aware of too. Like people, like, it, like there's science on the fact that people who want to be like really big social influencers they have a lot of times like mental disorders because it's not a normal thing to want to do that and it's always all about you which is like a weird thing to think about and like i'm not trying to like that's really more of a different um different total topic to talk about as well but it is it is fun to kind of have these conversations and, and try to think about it in like a unbiased way because I don't really care either way. I'm not admitting this thing. I don't care what he does. Like I, like, I don't care. You know what I mean? But it's unfortunate when it gives a bad name to the space as a whole. You know, when the top people in the space are just here to make a bag and probably dip out. I see. I see. Um, two things. So first, I'm going to ask you, do you feel that it, it sours? Like, as you said, do you feel it sours the experience for more people who would want to join in? Like, more people from MT would want to join in Web3 or be curious about it. So, and, and then people who really care about building and putting out quality, it's like, man, you kind of ruined it for us. Is that... Do, do no, I don't think. Really like, maybe, maybe some know? people. But, like, from my perspective, I don't really yeah. care. Like, I just don't. No. Okay. Like... Do you, so, you don't think that it's going to affect no, this stuff comes and goes so quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? okay. The, he'll launch his project. He'll make his money. There'll be hype and excitement, and like the floor will probably be really quality or good or high for like I don't know. We'll call it a month. Month two, people get a little bored. Month three, people are like, "Oh, this doesn't go anywhere," and they drop their bags. Like, and then people just forget about it. You know, like we're in a um, early. Like it's very like in terms of the markets here, it's early. It's predictable, it's not sophisticated, and it uh, also just almost doesn't even make any sense a lot of the time. So all we can do is just focus on our own thing and try to get better at what we do. Mm. Yeah, so, and the other thing, very quickly, it's just a tangent, but something about um, what you mentioned about people with who really want to be big, right? They have some kind of like neuro 
disorders or like, I don't know how you say that, but it made me think of the book like Ender's Game. And at the end of the, towards the end where like uh, the sister, like the, the I, I forgot their names and the characters, but the, the, the older brother who was a psychopath and the younger sister who was more like uh, compassionate anyway, they kind of band together to uh, to help the older brother rule the world, and they did it through like social media. They were they had like uh, one who was really like they had one character was really polarizing, and they would be writing essays and stuff, and they they would be anonymous, and essentially they were able to grow their account, gain influence to for to achieve their goal, right? So everybody was talking about them at some point, the press, the media, everybody was deferring to their opinions, and they made it. So it's just, I don't know, it's just a side example that I, that I got in my head to say that, yeah, there's something to this social media thing that is a, a, a very interesting uh, social phenomenon. Anyway, that was just a tangent. No, I, I respect it, and I feel that way. Like, I don't know exactly what words I would use to describe it, but, you know, that like, and it, it, I don't really like making overarching statements to, like, put a whole class into one thing, because it's, like, maybe only 30% of people who want to be social influencers or are social influencers are literally crazy. Like, they're just, like, a, some form of, not even crazy, but they have, like, mental health disorders in one way or another. Like, it's probably a small, small bit. But the other reality is, and this is just makes sense, it's like a lot of people who, whether you're an influencer or not, but especially if you're a social media influencer, you spend a lot of time on social media, like that is well known to be detrimental to your health, lack of sleep, anxiety, pressure, all this stuff, which is very different from someone who is just doing it for fun and enjoys it. So like there's definitely a, a difference there, right? But even if you're just enjoying it, it's like it's a doomsday scroll on the get you when you're just like creating your content, posting it, replying, engaging with people is, in my opinion, probably fairly harmless. But it's when you get into like the comparison and just reading and scrolling and not really having a whole lot of uh, like mission behind. You're not being intentional with exactly what you're doing. So I think that's a definitely something to to consider. But I guess we could go a little bit more. I don't even know how that Ryan Carson thing came. But I guess because we're both in that room, and I was just like more or less confused about what the hell is going on. So I'm happy to see people having those discussions. But yeah, I don't know. I'm um, I'm currently reading. Have you read Atomic Habits, by the way? I I have the the book on audio actually. Yes, um, I it it, it did a, a great impact on me. I have returned to it a few times but yeah i have read it are you reading it now yeah i read it in the past and i'm i'm back on it again and it's definitely um having its impact on me i see code here to bring him up but i'm reading it again and like it just it hits differently when you're working on something right so i think i'm going to start being more intentional with the books i choose and i want to start having spaces where we just discuss them because i think that can be fun too but code you requested you're up here what's going on chilling chilling i didn't know if that was you or not i thought like i'm like how are you on um two but uh yeah yeah i got two devices it's actually really um not working that well so i'm gonna have to figure out a better system 
Yes, my my friend. Anyway, you know, I didn't have an, like a, an exactly a topic to discuss. I just wanted to go live, see you join, see what conversation we get into. There's a lot of big spaces right now, so I feel like a lot of our friends are tied up in those spaces, which is totally fine. But kind of the fallback content that I go into is just what I'm working on, what I've learned, what books I'm reading. But um, I don't know, Code or Emily, is there any particular topic you wanted to dive into or have any questions on? Uh, not really at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I think today, um, for me, it's about to be a, like a productive day. I'm about to like do some, um, alchemy learn stuff. So I'm going to get more into web three, um, solidity contracts and stuff like that. So like, I can read it and I've read multiple contracts and stuff like that, but I want to actually know exactly what I'm reading. Like, I, I know if they put it in the comments and stuff like that, but I want to know the actual code yeah that's really nice stuff to understand and learn like honestly like if you can become like learn solidity is a really nice uh skill to have especially if you want to work for yourself and just kind of be a freelancer i try learning it. i didn't work that hard at it but after about four hours kind of going over that stuff i realized that is not a world that I want to uh, be in. But I definitely respect the hustle on your behalf. But I see we got Crayons down there. I'd love to see him popping in. He hosted a space seemingly yesterday for seven hours. So I'm curious as to what that was all about. But uh, basically during the time I would sleep, he's requesting. So hey, maybe he'll uh, give some insight on his seven-hour space. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, um, what that was all about, Chris, was, uh, you know, being inspired by the conversations in your spaces, literally, like not figuratively, like actually literally. So, um, you know, this, uh, you had Chris, a, a completely different Chris, you didn't interview yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had a different Chris on your uh, your show the other day that just talked about just you know getting in and just doing stuff. And uh, what wound up happening is sort of on a personal level, um, I've had some really challenging things happen in my personal life um, over the last bunch of years, and uh, a lot of struggle to get through it. And uh, finally, was able to survive and get through certain things and. I had a great day yesterday and then I got this email that just, it just wrecked me like emotionally, like as a human being and just completely took me off the rails. And, um, normally where I'm at right now, I would have just, uh, just played some records or sat in the, the, in my living room and watched Netflix or something like that. And, um, as some of y'all may or may not know, I'm completely new to Web3 and to Twitter. And um, and I just decided that this was an opportunity for me to connect to what I sort of consider my new family, my new people um, here in Web3 and on Twitter. And sort of taking the advice of both the, the people that have been on your show 
Chris, and also um, we've sort of on the side discussed about atomic habits and like developing the habits of the kind of people that we want to become um, from that particular book. And I just thought it would be better to do go through my hard emotions. I had go through my bad night emotionally with other people. I felt like connecting with human beings, even though it was digital and even though it was, you know, on online, as it were, uh, would be far better for my emotional and mental health than just sort of sit in the house with me and my 90 pound Labrador. <laughs> so uh, I Googled how to make a space and uh, literally had no idea what I was doing, but I figured it was better to to try and to fail than to just sit there and consider it. And um, so I started a space and just sort of fell into what I do normally as a producer and DJ, which is play records and curate a vibe. I would have done that on my own by myself. And at first, nobody was in the room. And uh, then some people started showing up. Um, and then a lot of people started showing up and then it was just kind of a thing. And I realized that I, I had uh, unlocked a particular need that was both inside me and in, inside other people. Um, I called the, uh, I'm calling the show The Crayons Connection because I did it because I was looking for connection, connecting the people, connecting the humans. And uh, it was sort of a combination of records that um, pulled me out of my emotional just funk that this email just triggered in me. Um, and then talking about topics that uh, sort of related to that. And I think there's, uh, I discovered there's an, a niche in that. And, you know, the title of your thing, Building During a Bear, um, to tie it back to what you're doing today. I just finished this book by Ryan Holiday uh, called The Obstacle is the Way. And uh, a lot of it talks about sort of the principles of stoicism, but much of it talks about also some of the greatest things that in our current modern world, in our current culture, were created during some of the hardest times in known history. And I've been really inspired by that to continue and push myself to make the most out of my music career, make the most out of my personal human relationships, make the most out of like my health choices, whatever's going on in the quote unquote market, quote unquote world right now. Um, and so last night was quite literally an example of that. I just was wrecked emotionally. I wanted to connect to people. Um, there is an opportunity there to do that. And so I created a Twitter space was playing records and was pausing in between songs and talking to people that wanted to show up and wanted to talk about uh, moments of gratitude or wanted to let go of challenges or stressors that they had in their day or their week. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. So that's what happened. Well, that sounds amazing. So a man, like I, I feel for you. Like I, like I had similar emails gut wrenching. I'm sure like, you know, I can't, it's hard to um, really empathize with, with everyone and everything. But like, I got an email that my child was going to have to move to a totally different part of the country for me. And there's nothing I could do about it. And like that day was bad. Like it just felt really bad. 
And that feeling, that sinking feeling, and like feeling that you need to connect and talk to people, I can fully empathize with that. And like you get through it, and like often you're better for it. Like things are good now. So, you know, the sun always comes after the rain, as I always tell myself. And if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. But like, you know, it's always really difficult to be in those moments. But it's equally amazing that you turn something like that into a positive, right? So that's really nice to hear. I wish I could have joined it. It looked like it had a good audience. There was like over 60 people that attended, which is like pretty incredible for your first space. Um, so a little late, it's looking like it's starting at around 11 or 12 p.m. my time or a.m. or no p.m. And um, anyway, I hope I can make it to one of them. But that's a really good idea. That's like an extremely good idea. Like if any of my favorite artists and musicians or anything went on spaces, played some of the music and I talked to you in between, like, wow, that is like an extremely good concept. But I do see Emily over there with her hand up. Yeah, uh, my question is for Freon. I think that is an amazing idea. And I'm actually fascinated and very intrigued um, by how uh, this all started. Um, it, they say somewhere that if you are able to um, replace a bad habit or like change what normally would follow next in your triggers and your cues that you've grown, you're sort of like on mastering um, what was mastering you and then you are growing with strength and, and so I, first of all that's amazing and I would love to hear more about like then what habits are you, you you're going to put on because and I'm curious more about the space you sort of answered like uh the questions that I had like okay how did you run the space like when would you speak but like I would be curious to know like how did you evolve the move like did, did the move uh sorry sometimes I I, I speak muff, uh, in a way that's muffled but like how did the move evolve what kind of beats did you choose like all of this I find it is so so fun and so needed because I guess people kind of connected to your emotions and did you just like let people come up on stage and just talk about whatever did you give a point like I'm I'm super curious because I think it's it's a great need and it's a great idea so yeah I don't know tell me more about it uh first of all hi Emily um thanks for uh showing up to Chris's amazing spaces thanks for asking me these questions and um I love to answer them because that's what we're here for, right? Uh, first of all, um, it is a needed, uh, I'll, I'll try to unpack the way that my brain heard your question. So it is definitely a needed thing. And um, I, uh, the way that I approached um, both managing the space and curating the music. So those are sort of two questions, but they're also kind of related as well. Um, my background, uh, I'm a professional recording artist, professional DJ. And so, um, sort of reading the room sonically, reading the room musically is a skill that, uh, I've been able to develop over the years that I've been doing this. So, uh, you know, when everybody's at the bar and I need them on the dance floor and I might come with eighties throwback music, but really what they want to hear is, electronic dance music then i need to be able to pivot to that and be able to respond to the room in a way and not lead with my arrogance quote unquote or my ego like i'm going to play 80s records because really what they want to hear the reason they showed up to the bar to the club is to hear music 
not to hear what crayons felt like playing at that moment. So over time and over unsuccessful gigs uh, and learning lessons, I've developed an ability to sort of read the room. That's the first sort of question, or sort of first part of that answer. The second part is um, also for me, music is my love language. I communicate to myself and to the world through music. And that's why I've been able to find a home as a career, as a professional musician, is I've developed the ability to put letters and words together as sentences and paragraphs and books, you know, metaphorically speaking, and be able to speak what's on my heart and on my mind through music. So being able to take my uh, understanding of myself and being able to take my understanding of the room, um, I was able to, uh, on the fly, just curate and select particular songs that were speaking to uh, the theme and the theme of the show. So uh, I guess I'm doing a couple of different answers here. I've discovered that there's an opportunity to have as a musician, a themed uh, Twitter space slash podcast that is themed on issues that I care about. Uh, and issues for me that I care about are uh, productivity, creativity, elevating consciousness, mental, emotional, physical health. And there are, there are songs that relate to those kinds of things in sort of maybe a particular or even abstract way. Last night's theme for me was called Beginnings and Endings because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, I, I got an email from a previous relationship that I had been able to survive and get past, but it just hit me. Although I thought I was in a beginning, it reminded me of an ending, and I just was left with all of these emotional things, triggers that just completely wrecked me in my evening after having a great day. So um, normally I would just put on a particular playlist or play particular songs that would help get me out of that place. And so I just sort of led with that feeling. And then as people came into the room, um, I was trying to figure out how to like add a speaker. It was kind of fumbling at first. <laughs> you know, I'm literally 18 days in on Twitter and I'm zero days in on uh, Twitter space. Um, and so just bringing a couple people up on stage and letting them talk about certain things that they were going through, which then would inspire me and my DJ muscle would kick in and uh, they would tell a story or share something. And then uh, I know a particular group or a particular song that would, uh, would work for that vibe. And after they shared, uh, then I reminded people who I was and what they were listening to. And then I would play a song. And so it was kind of both managing the Twitter space as an admin person, but also just sort of what I call controlling the floor as a, uh, another industry term as a selector, which is a, a fancy way of saying someone who picks records. So it was a little bit of both of those things that were going on. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly, it's, it's, it's great. First of all, I, I, as you were explaining it, I could see how you managed the room and that must've been, I don't know how you felt after you were done that room i don't know i i would have felt amazing like on top of the world it must have been it's such a, a great like especially for your first space and you do something kind of on the fly and you're trying it 
and it works. I don't know. So, yeah, that's totally answering my question. Yeah, that was amazing. Thanks for sharing. You're absolutely welcome. I'll do the quick answer. How it felt was I felt healed. Um, I walked into that space broken. Um, I'm a person. I'm a human being. I'm not a superhero or someone on a movie who's got a scripted life. Um, I had a good day, and then I was completely just shattered into a million pieces. And um, then the space and the people and the music put me back together. So how it felt was exactly how I was hoping. Um, and instead of doing the thing that I would do and you know, going back to sort of atomic habits and stuff like that that Chris talks about, um, instead of looking at that particular choice and doing one thing, I decided to do another and start building a new habit. And uh, it literally put me back together. And somewhere in the middle of the show, a couple hours in, I stopped thinking about my pain and my hurt. And I started thinking about my gratitude and my joy. And uh, it was just, just an amazing thing. I'm just really grateful to be alive during this time in human history with this technology to be able to connect to people that I don't know that are now people that I know what it felt like was completely healing and filled me up and filled my heart up. It was just perfect. Code and go ahead. Yo. Uh, so yeah, I joined for a second, but then I got busy, but you were uh, actually controlling a room pretty great uh, for that to be your first space. Um, I was listening to the tracks. So I was like, damn, like, it's like you um, combined, like, it's like hip hop in one element and then like some dance elements and stuff. And I'm not trying to sound ignorant, like, because I'm um, like, I know producer elements and stuff like that right now. I'm just not trying to get too technical with the jargon and stuff because people may not know what side chaining and compression and eq and all that shit is so i'm not gonna go that deep <laughs> but uh yeah so yeah definitely dope but um i was gonna ask um so as far as like dj and sets go do you find like i know that you've had experience with doing like multiple sets and stuff like that but i see that people like premiere and ninth wonder thrive on like not only doing what the crowd wants but also doing what their uh niches and what they're like great at so like do you do you like agree with that or do you just agree with going with what the vibe of the crowd needs like and also do you ask the crowd like what they're feeling to get a vibe of what you should play excellent those two questions let me unpack both of them quickly um first of all I'm not a jukebox. If someone wants to just play anything, they can go and cr create and curate their own Spotify playlist. Um, same thing when I get hired for a gig at a club or an event, they don't hire me or rather I don't take jobs where I'm just uh, a human skin that they just tell what to do. Um, I have a style, I have a vibe, I have a fingerprint, um, that is uniquely me and I want to do projects that like what I do, but also I want to fulfill like their need as well. So um, last night and 
other nights that I'm going to continue and do this, there will be a crayons style. There will be things that I personally curate and select because people are there, number one, because they want to hear music, but number two, they want to hear things that they don't choose. And that's where my style comes in. Um, as far as requests and that sort of thing, that also sort of goes back to my experience uh, in playing live gigs. Um, I don't, I've never really done weddings and I've, you know, those sorts of events where I'm just essentially a jukebox and sort of going back to that word and not any disrespect to uh, the DJ culture for wedding culture. Um, it takes a skill to do that. I just don't particularly feel my identity is there for that. And I know other DJs can do that and other music producers can do that. I just feel I sort of lose myself in whatever anybody wants. And I really want to be able to put um, maybe selfishly, possibly, I want to be able to share my view of what music is on that stuff. So what happened last night um, in the beginning, it kind of started to get out of control where people weren't raising their hands and people wanted to just share stuff and, I realized that, uh, and Chris can probably identify with this, when he started Spaces and this sort of stuff, he does a really good job of curating the stage and curating a vibe. And um, literally what I did last night was learning a lot of lessons from jumping in Chris's Spaces and stuff like that. Um, I decided, like, on the fly, I'm like, okay, this is getting out of control. Uh, not bad, but I need to get it in control before it gets out of control. So I reminded people in the room sort of what, I considered the rules were and what my intention of the space was. And by speaking on that intention and by speaking on why I was playing certain songs allowed people to feel comfortable in stepping back and not feel called out or judged for having sort of that knee jerk reaction to want to share or to want to play something. Um, and so I just sort of controlled the room by saying, this is, this is the intention of the space and I've curated and picked out some songs and I just jumped into it. And, um, I have such a deep catalog that I'm really comfortable being able to go through it on the fly and just be able to play certain things that, that work, uh, for what I was feeling and work for the room. And so pretty quickly, uh, everybody sort of got the vibe and I was back in control and just, playing songs and, and, you know, talking about subjects and that sort of thing. It was a really cool, weird hybrid of like a talk show and a DJ show. And I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again next Friday. And I, uh, it's all thanks to Chris. He was like, bro, I think you would be great at spaces. He literally said that like a couple, like yesterday and the day before. So I wouldn't be doing this if Chris hadn't put that, uh, that thought in my head. So it's all your fault, bro. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you giving me some credit, but you got to give credit where it's due. Like, I planted the seed, but like, you might have found, you might have had that inspiration anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, and you are the one who had to go and click start and you had to do the thing. So, I definitely, I think it all just comes back to like your circle, you know? That's the power of the circle of influence, you know what I'm saying? And like, going back to that notion, it's like, that is the one commonality I've found across like all the different influencers that I like listen to like Gary Fee is not, he doesn't like go for a lot of those philosophies, like those like uh, guru things. Like he's more of just like a hustle guy, I guess, but not really, but sometimes, but like 
he actually talks about the power of your circle, your friends, who you listen to. But then you have someone like David Goggins who also says that, which you might not, you know, think. And then someone like Tony Robbins, it's like your circle is everything, man. Like who's in your ear every day? Like that is like a really important thing. So uh, moral of the story is I'm giving the credit back to you because you deserve it and you're the one that, that did the thing. So that's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'll have to stay up one Friday night to tune in at least for the first bit because I think that's a really, really cool idea. And like borderline, I'm sure people, I don't know. I'd be curious to see if anyone Clubhouse is doing that. I highly doubt it. But like you might be one of the first people to do something like that, like which is kind of crazy. Like in the social audio platform, like you're probably in the top, at least in the top 10. Like if not the first, which is kind of a crazy concept that like you potentially made history without ever knowing it, which is kind of crazy just because you did a thing. Um, you know, there are a lot of people do like news recaps, talk shows. I have seen there's a lady that does comedy. They do stand up comedy on spaces. Those are really cool. But I've never seen someone do a DJ set on any platform even on the spotify like spotify has a social audio platform called spotify live but it's all sports and i haven't seen anyone do music there so crayons my guy like you i think you made history man i'm gonna have to write that down uh i don't i don't really know what to say i just wow i don't even know how that's possible i feel you're in the history books. Hey, what can you do? Hey, I mean, hey. You know, um, I had a bad day, and I didn't want to be alone. And I wanted, I was going to literally pour myself a drink and sit in my living room. And I've got an actual record player in my living room. I was going to put on some vinyl. I was going to just drink a bunch of liquor and just sit there. And instead of doing that, I was like, let me figure out how to run a space because Chris said I would be good at spaces and this is probably a better, healthier outlet going back to Atomic Habits instead of, you know, the trigger that wanted me to pour a drink. I was like, let me pull the trigger that makes me create instead. And I was just like deploying all these things that came into my life. I didn't even think about anything else. I, I don't even... I don't even know how to... The world like, works, man, in a weird way. Like, I actually love that story so much because it's like, the reality is that email, as horrible as it was, could end up being, like, the best like the best thing in the last, like, three months that happened to you. Which is like, what? How does the world work like this, man? Like, it's just, yeah. it's just so crazy. Yo, you remember the other day when I said a no right now isn't a no forever? Like, that could be, like, the best thing that ever happened to you. Like, that a no that happened seriously um like remember um the story about michael jordan how he didn't get um um on that first team mm. like you got to think about great Tom brady too like nobody wanted yeah. brady yeah so you got to think about that and those are two of the greatest people in the world like so well in sports anyway i can't say as far as humans but um <laughs> yeah i don't know about jordan i mean he's got some uh bad pr <laughs> yeah but 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 can you really say that because um jordan really just wanted to win and he wanted his team to be on the same level that he was on but uh there's a yeah it's it's open it's open to the debate exactly like he could have been um i ain't gonna go too long about it but uh, yeah he could he could have just used better communication effective communication but his drive to be one of the greatest 
he succeeded in that, but he wanted his team to also be on that same level. And I don't, I, I don't see anything wrong with that, but I do see something wrong with the way that he handled it. Yeah. No, I, I feel you on that. And I, it all kind of com- ties back to like the notion that like, it's just mind blowing how a negative thing can turn out to be like a positive thing, but it all depends on like the mindset and where you are in your life. Because like in a different situation, that negative thing brings you down an even more negative path and leads to an even worse thing. But in this situation, mindset was good. Influence is good. Good thing, bad thing leads to a good thing. And who knows where that leads? Like these spaces have a good chain, like 60 people tuned in who may not have known you before. And now might even, even if just one of those people becomes a regular listening to your music, that compounded, this is the compound effect. If you do this every Friday for a year, like you very well might get like 500, 1,000 new listeners. Go ahead, Grant. Um, yeah, uh, I, I can't even wrap my head around what you just said. 500,000 people caring about what I do. That's just crazy. But I did, what really made me raise my hand was, you know, a negative thing turning into a positive thing. So um, I'm not going to be TMI. I'm not going to overshare, but I do want to give um, you and the people that might be listening to this space afterwards a little bit of context. Um, I was married and um, filed for divorce because I was in a uh, abusive relationship, um, abusive uh, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And um, I know it's odd for a man to talk about that from, you know, being abused by a female, because a lot of times we can think the other way around, like men abuse women. And I know that's a very shallow perspective, but there's a lot of different types of relationships. Um, And uh, I was in that marriage for 10 years. And um, when I chose to have the courage to file to leave that relationship this last summer, um, and then everything was completely finalized uh, two months ago. So I am quite literally 60 days into being free, 60 days into um, being a survivor, not being victimized, not being degraded, not being abused. And um, a year ago, Chris, I would have chosen the, the hard thing, the bad thing would have created more bad behavior. I would have gone to liquor. I would have um, poured myself probably too many drinks and sort of escaped into something that was unhealthy for my body and for my mind. And um, because I had the courage to say enough is enough, I had the courage to choose myself, which is different than being selfish, choosing uh, choosing myself. And I think um, it's important to make that distinction um, because I had the courage to do that. And I'm in a place now where each day I wake up, I don't have to defend my choices. I don't have to defend my right to exist. I don't have to uh, fight for my uh, emotional and, uh, physical, uh, freedom, um, that because I'm in a place now where I'm not battling for survival, that I've actually come through it. I was able to use my faculties as a human being, use my brain, use my heart, use my spirit to discover a new option, a new choice in, um, doing something that was healthy for me 
which was reach out to people. And the easiest way that I discovered last night to reach out to people at 8, 8, 8 p.m. in Los Angeles, instead of going to a club, instead of going to a bar, I decided to just tap into Twitter because I knew that there would be uh, at least one person in my couple hundred followers that might tap in with me. And I was like, this is a healthy choice. Um, this is going to uh, be sustainable and fill me up instead of something that's going to send me back down a path of sort of, um, you know, destruction, you know, and I'm not, I'm not uh, shaming liquor. I'm not shaming that kind of thing. But when it's, when it's an escape, when it's not something that's social and fun, and it's something that's used to mask over uh, dealing with something, I personally believe that's not a healthy choice. And so instead of choosing that, I chose to play songs and to talk to people. Um, and so, you know, that's a bad thing that helped me make a good choice, but I couldn't have made that good choice had I not had the courage this summer to file legally to separate and remove myself from a situation that was highly traumatic for years, highly abusive for years. Um, and Yeah, I think you may have rugged there for a minute. I'm not sure. Um, Emily, can you? I don't, am I rugging? I don't know. I don't know what's going on right now. I'm freaking out. Yeah, I I can't hear. Him. Okay. Hear him? Okay. No, no, that's good. No, but we heard most of what he said, and it was very powerful. And um, it's really nice to get that kind of deeper level insight. That's exactly the mindset because I think a lot of people can learn from that. So I I really love and crayons gets to go deep because it's a uh, learn moment for everyone involved so uh, thank you for that and i'm the nice thing is that man i wonder was I, sorry was i cutting out i'm i'm sorry to interrupt chris um someone mm. called my phone oh. in the middle of talking and i don't really know how to deal with that on the spaces you you so can't might... unfortunately like like um spaces is, is actually um designed to be a phone call essentially so when you get a phone call, it doesn't know exactly what to do. And it just makes it just your mic goes to the phone call and it takes it off spaces. So you stop. But I think like you got most of it. I think like you were clear the whole time and then the phone call happened. OK, um, I, I'll be be happy to to fill in the blanks. Um, yeah, please do. Um, where where did it cut out, Chris? Do you have a recollection? You were saying, sorry to butt in, you were saying like you, you finally had the courage to end that bad situation and you replaced it from something for like with something good and it kind of cut out there. Right. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, normally I would have chosen something that was unhealthy for me. And um, I, I was talking in Chris's space yesterday. Was it yesterday that um, I was talking about how, or the day before, where Atomic Habits quite literally changed my life in the way that I saw um, saw my choices? Uh, and, uh, yeah, the day before. And so uh, um, that started to develop a skill in me to recognize the, the, the left or right 
you know, choice or the up or down choice in my life when I come to a split in the road um, and identify what and why I was doing something. And in this case, I chose to do something that was better for me than to do the thing that I used to do because I know what I would no longer was in a situation that I was traumatized. I no longer was in a situation that I had to, I had to choose the other thing because I didn't have a choice. And in this situation, I had the opportunity to choose better because I'm free. I'm no longer um, in an abusive situation. I have the ability to say, I choose myself. And if in that moment I chose to do the other thing, then I feel like I'm letting the, the gift of being able to be alive the gift of being able to have a talent, I would just completely waste that. And I don't want to do that. I'm just so inspired each day and grateful each day. Like my heart is so filled with love because I don't have to fight for my right to be anymore. And I don't know if people who haven't survived trauma can understand that, but 10 years of that, like that's a decade of my life that was just constantly battling and to be able to wake up and choose myself for the right reasons, there's no feeling quite like it. I don't really know how to put it into words. Like I wake up so full of love and so full of um, excitement and discovery and joy just to be able to be myself. I don't, it's, it's a weird thing to say and I, and I don't know if I'm articulating it right, but like I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude to just be alive, you know? Um, yeah. Go ahead, Emily. Oh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, I relate um, in a sense of, like, just overcoming something that essentially wanted to stuff, like, snuff you out, right? Abuse can go both ways. Certainly, there are, there are probably a lot of men that are being abused, but they don't really... Um, voice it out, so that takes a lot of courage, and I really appreciate you sharing. Um, and I'm loving the tie-in that you're making with Atomic Habits, and I have a question for Chris, and for you, Crayons, and anybody that can speak on it. Um, it's about your your title of the room, like, Building in Enduring Bear. Like, because what does that let me phrase it correctly. Like, Let me fix that title, too. That's spelled way wrong. Continue. <laughs> building during bear. Okay. So what? how do you build something during the bear uh, economy? Like, essentially, if you build it strongly, uh, when the bull market comes in, you're scaled to really reap the benefit. Um, it's just a thought that is coming uh in my mind, it's just got me like an idea, so it's not uh, fully formed and well articulated, but I'm interested in that topic. And, and something about what Crayons did, what you're doing, Chris, makes me, is making me think more about that, how to build something now so that when, when things are slow now, so that when things ramp up, you're set to kind of like scale your business or scale your brand. Yeah, so building during the bear, it's a it's a good thing. So in the bull market, everything's easy, hunky dory. Things are 
but it's also really hard to find your people. It's really noisy. Like it's just everything is nothing's what it seems. You know what I'm saying? Because there's just so much money flying around, and like there's no guarantee. To be honest, that that will even happen again in NFTs or Web three for that matter. It was kind of like the timing of all the money being printed, people being at home, discovering a new technology. Like all these things collided to the perfect storm. And not only that, when you talk NFTs, there wasn't that many available. So that wasn't like there was just basically PFPs and some art stuff. But now you've got like a million and one different avenues for NFTs. So the perfect storm happened and we probably, I mean, we might, but we probably won't see something like that again. Right. So that's number one. But number two, when you're building in the lower times, like you are able to find people who are genuine, which is really nice. And it's a good time to take your time, which is key to find your thing, right? Like if I would have built, really built my brand in and around in the bear, like it's really hard to find your voice then because you don't necessarily are thinking straight. Like during the, all I talked about during the bull run was flipping NFTs and money and like that was never on my mind the year before. In the year before, I created content in and around personal growth, like things I talk about now. Like I had a podcast called A Journey of Personal Growth Podcast where I discussed stuff like this. Like this was very natural to me and normal to me. And then I completely pivoted and I started building up there. And it's like, it's it's harder, but not impossible, but harder, I would say, to like find your true self in these emotional, highly uh, fluctuation, volatile times. Like it's just hard in my opinion so when you build during times of low and it's a little bit more boring it's like more true to you i'd say and b you have more time bear markets tend to last uh time two three four years whatever it may be so you, you have the time to find yourself build your thing find your people which is then amplified when the attention comes back yeah there are cycles so we're if we truly are in that down cycle right now or sideways, inevitably there will be a time where more attention comes to your house. Significant, who knows, but it's probably going to happen, at least on like social in this niche. And whatever you're building, hopefully, will get more eyes at that time. And what that leads to is up to the person who executes on it. Like if you're a practitioner who can also execute, you'll do well. And if you're a person who is a practitioner but doesn't execute well, you'll probably do well for a few months and then you won't do so well, right? So when I think of building during the bear, I just think it's a good time to just find your voice, build the foundation, build whatever it is you're doing, and hopefully you get to reap some extra rewards when the attention comes back. But the reality is like, this goes back to like my Amazon business. There's like, there's seasons, right? Christmas things, sales were better, but there was people who would triple my sales in the lowest month. Right. Which is like, okay, so my lowest month or my highest month is actually, uh, my highest month is actually not even comparing to their lowest month. So, the attention economy is always there. Like there's people right now getting 4 million views on everything that posts on TikTok. Like it's there. It's always there. It's just, it's a lot easier in the bull market. So I think maybe thinking like that is, a, is another way of like thinking about it, that the opportunity is always there and it's just a matter of execution, but that's a whole other topic. But anyway, building during the bear, end of the day, 
it's a lot quieter. You can find your voice, you have time, and you get to find people who really resonate with you versus are just hanging on for maybe making money off of you at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love that. Yep, absolutely. But anywho, um, you know, we've been going for an hour, 20 minutes. Had a lot of good feedback, really, really good insight from Crayons. It's my girlfriend's birthday today, so I'm going to have to go. I don't have to. I get to go hang out with her for a bit before I head to the restaurant to put in a few hours. I, I work one day a week at Boston Pizza. It's very exciting. And um, get some free food, get to have some social interactions and, you know, make some extra cheese. No pun intended. But anyway, I'm going to end this here. This was a really great conversation. I enjoyed everyone. And, you know, I run this every day. So we'll be back. Thank you, everyone. Louis, Emily, Crayons. Let's get it. (laughs) 